0: Hi, I'm Benjamin Drury and I'm otherwise known as the Culture Guy and welcome to the Be Your Own webinar series. I want to start today just by asking you a quick question. How many of you get up in the morning and shout, hell yeah, I'm so glad the weekend is over and I can go to work this week? Because I'm pretty sure there aren't many people that do that. And we've got a lot of words that describe, you know, how how tough work is, the rat race, the nine to five, the daily grind, And not many that describe how brilliant work is. But there is a change afoot. I think we can feel there's a change afoot in how we understand work. And there's a revolution coming. You see, 10,000 years ago, we had the agricultural revolution where we moved into cities and we started to build societies. And then 400 years ago, there was a scientific revolution where we, we changed how we understood the natural world. 200 years ago, there was an industrial revolution with massive advances in technology. 30 years ago, we had the Internet revolution, huge advances in communication. And every single one of these revolutions has transformed society and shaped everything that's come after it. And right now, we're in the midst of a social revolution, a revolution in how we understand work and how we understand society and how we form our governments. Over the next couple of decades, everything we understand about work is gonna change. You see, when I started work many years ago, my job was just a means to an end. It was something I did, and I earned money for the weekends and for evenings to go and do what I want so I could have holidays and I could spend some time. And you know, I, I kind of liked what I did, but it, it, it didn't really have a lot of meaning. There was no kind of purpose to it, it just is what it is. But times have changed. The generation coming into the workforce now, the millennials, Gen Z, um, Gen Alpha will be coming in in the next five years. These generations want more out of work. They want to know that what they do has purpose, what they do has meaning, what they do um, contributes to improving life for other people. There was a survey recently um, at the end of last year by a group called uh, Talent Culture Um, They do employee surveys. They do a lot of work in in research in, in HR. And they did a survey and it turned out that nine out of 10 millennials would take less money to work somewhere that they were more fulfilled and it had a purpose. So work is changing. And the way we build businesses has to change as well. The way we understand and build our organizations has to change to accommodate that change in what the workforce wants. Let me give you a quick illustration. I coach under 18s rugby. And during the week, we have training sessions, we do drills to work on skills, we talk about the game we're going to play at the weekend, the opposition, we come up with a game plan, Uh, we do some work on fitness. And then Sunday afternoon, my players walk out onto the pitch. And at that point, I have no control over what happens next. Yes, during the week, I can give them the rules of the game. I can let them know the game plan. I can give them an understanding of what we're trying to do and how we're trying to go about it. But when they walk on that pitch, they're making their own decisions. In those moments, they've got to take what I've given them and they've got to make their own decisions and they've got to do the job that they think they have to do based on the framework and the constraints that we've put together through the week. And our businesses need to operate more like that. We need to start to build businesses that understand this premise, this simple premise, that business is nothing more than relationships with purpose. That is it. We can can make it more complex and there's lots of policies and procedures and legal things we have to do. But at its core, running a business, running a company is nothing more than gathering people for a purpose. Relationships with purpose. And when we understand that, We can actually start to build something very special. We can start to build something where people want to be part of, that people beg to be part of, that attracts the best talent and retains the best talent. Because people get up in the morning and they go, yes, I get to go to work today. And it's not a complex thing to do. In fact, it's quite simple. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying it is easy. Sometimes it's really tough, and sometimes there's a lot of pushback from people in your organizations. But the principle is simple if business is just relationships with purpose, then all we have to do is find passionate people to journey with, give them something to be excited about, and cut them loose to do the work that they're excited to be doing. And over the years, in working with organizations and building culture, I've, I've divided businesses up into four things you need to look at in terms of building a culture where people thrive and people want to work. The first thing, as I've said, is finding those passionate people to journey with. You've got to have the right people on the bus. And it's not just people that can do the job. There are plenty of skilled people out there or people that are happy to operate in the structure you've given. You want to find people that are excited to contribute to what you're doing, not just people that come along and go, yeah, I can do that job. But people that come along and when you show them the job, they go, this is brilliant. You know what we could do? We could do X, Y and Z. And they get excited about it and they bring life to what they're doing. So you need the right people who can contribute to your organization and contribute to building that culture. Secondly, you need to give them something to be excited about. You need to have a purpose that's at the heart of your organization that delivers more than making money. I often work um, over the last year with with restaurants. And they often come to me and say, look, we haven't got the staff. We need to get more wait staff. What can we do? The first thing I say to them is, "When well, you want to stop advertising for wait staff. You don't want people to wait tables. What you want is people to come and help families make memories that they'll talk about for 20 years. You want to come and help create a place where couples can come and have a night of their lives. Yes, we are going to have to wait tables and we're going to have to deliver drinks, but that's not the person we want. We want the person that is going to help families make memories that form part of their child. That is what we want. And so we've got to start articulating and framing the businesses in a way that describes the impact we have. And that way people can get hold of them and say, yes, that's where I want to be. That's the sort of organization I want to work with. Somebody that's trying to build that. The third and fourth part are all about cutting them loose to do the job that you want them to do you've got passionate people, you've given them something to be excited about, you then need to create a place where they can do that job. You need to you need to create your voice, you need to find your voice, and you need to make sure it reflects everything you want to be in. It's an authentic reflection of who you are. I was recently on um, Dragon's Den a few years ago, and I used to watch it on TV. It was great, set in this old kind of Manchester mill, the throwbacks of the industrial age, the industrial revolution. It was great. But when I turned up at the show, I realised it was brand new warehouse in the middle of Salford. And all the kind of industrialised brickwork was all put up as part of the set. And it wasn't really there. And everything about it was kind of fake. Even the lift didn't really go up and down. It was just a, a fake lift. And sometimes we, as we build organisations and we interact with organisations, we realise that They have that facade that the way they kind of put themselves out there is not actually the reality of what's going on. And that's where we need to get it right. We need to find our voice in a way that truly reflects who we are because customers aren't really stupid. Our clients know when something's amiss. And the fourth thing is we need to get our policies and procedures in place. All the kind of things that make you your metrics and your rewards, the way you go about doing things, the environment that you operate in all those, again, have to reflect who we are. And what we say we're about. And when we get all those four things in line, when we find those passionate people, we give them something to be excited about and we cut them loose to do what we want them to do, to do the job they're excited about. Then you start to differentiate yourself and elevate yourself above the competition. That's the social revolution that's coming. Businesses that do that are the ones that are going to survive the next 20 years. Businesses that still operate in the old paradigm where it's about control and it's about measuring time. and It's about paying people to be at their desks. They're not going to survive very long. And you can be part of that revolution as a business. You need to be part of that revolution if you're going to build a growing business over the next couple of decades. I'm Ben Drury, The Culture Guy. Thank you for listening and good luck in building your business.